Listen, I don't have much time, but do you feel like you're going out of your gourd? Are you, do you have the cabin fever? Have you run out of Netflix to watch? If, has the thought occurred, hey, you know what? I can make funny stuff. I've been watching TikTok. I've been watching all the social networks and seeing what kind of creativity is coming out. I could create that. Hey, you know what? I wish they made a podcast about this. Well, you know what? You can make your own podcast. Go to anchor.fm. Go to it, please, right now. Make your own podcast. It's the lazy person's way to make stuff. You can make little segments. Uh, you could put music on there, found sounds, babies laughing, neighbors throwing frisbees, uh, uh, your friends playing guitar. Ah, it's so good. Anchor.fm. Please get this and find me. Inspirato Projecto. Let's be friends. Okay? Anchor.fm. I was listening to your idea about the magician getting pulled into his own hat. And uh, that's about where you got. And I thought, oh, wouldn't it be cool as if on the other side there was a rabbit magician who pulled him out of a hat. And then I thought, well, I'll call his podcast and leave a message uh, with that uh, uh, in addition to idea. And before I could even uh, do so, you said it. You said it. You said it. Oh, what if a rabbit pulled him out of the hat on the other side? We're on the same wavelengths. There's a, a we're, we're, we're surfing the same wave, my friend. Surfing the same wave. Here's your fun fact. James Cameron sought Hollywood funding for the movie Titanic, not because he wanted to make the movie, because he wanted to dive to the shipwreck. Stay tuned to Inspirato Projecto for more fun facts. It's going to come too close to Earth, so you got to make this thing because this is how the flood, you know, where they said, you know, it rained for... Uh, that uh, the the earth flooded for what seven days and seven nights or no it was, uh, wait was it three days three days that it caused this and then it rained for for forty days and mm. forty nights they explained all this what would happen in the tablets in the tablets what did okay let me just back up real fast where okay did you read research that your buddy had done. Where he put the footwork into reading all the tablets and then condensed it into books or something, or did you, or were you somehow reading the original tablets? How how were you getting this information? What I did was I went into the original. There's twelve tablets. These are the big ones. They call them the twelve tablets of Anki. Anki were there and wrote the human history of or their history on planet Earth. Mm. Okay. He wrote it in the 12 tablets. They have the 12 tablets. And uh, he was the historian. Mm. So uh, what I did is I looked at the 12 tablets. First tablet talks about Nibiru, their planet, what they did, which makes so much sense. It was just like Earth. Very close to Earth. They have... uh, it's bigger, it's about the size of Saturn. That's what they said. It's about the same size as Saturn. It has a ring around it, just like Saturn does. Uh, flies in the opposite atmosphere, or a- opposite of our, uh, how our planets rotate around the sun this way. It rotates this way. So it, it makes one revolution every 3,770 years. That's what their, their calendar cycle is. Okay, ours is one year to go around the sun. There is a 7,770 years. Oh, wow. That's, it's an elliptical, uh, it's an elliptical, uh, uh, elliptical pattern around the sun. So, what happened was, they were like Earth. They had all these different countries and everything else on their planet, and they were all fighting and everything else, and lo and behold, what did they do? They had nuclear war. Nuclear war was over, wiped out almost the whole population. Nuclear war. So uh, after it was all said and done, the people who were left over, they said, forget having all these different countries and everything. Let's just have one ruler for the whole damn planet. Okay, and we're going to ban nuclear weapons, and we're going to 
ban this and we're going to ban all the shit that happened previously and let's make our society good. Well, they had a problem. The problem was they were losing their atmosphere on the planet. They were losing their atmosphere because their planet was drying out. They didn't have the lava flow. We get our atmosphere from volcanoes. Okay, when they spew all that shit in the air, okay, that helps the atmosphere. Mm. Well, their volcanoes weren't spewing any shit in the air anymore. So, Analu, he was the ruler at the time, he goes, man, we got to do something. But they knew that gold, okay, like what we do with the chemtrails, okay, we have the chemtrails now that we do, supposedly to set up a, have a false atmosphere so the sun rays don't hit us, mm. okay, but we use aluminum dioxide, which is a dumbing agent, okay, really smart. Well, these guys were much farther ahead of us. They found out the best thing to use is gold. But gold is not a natural occurring thing. Gold is caused by a huge blast from space. And that's how you get gold. Okay. They tell about how the gold got here. It's called the asteroid belt. When Nibiru, one time in the future, went, got too close to this planet, I forgot the name of the planet, which was the asteroid belt now, it got too close and there was a major collision between the two planets. It caused the asteroid belt. That explosion caused the gold to go from Mars to the sun because the blast went towards our sun. So we were littered with gold. So And they knew this. There's gold on Mars, there's gold on Earth, there's gold on uh, Venus, and there's gold on Mercury. Well, we can't get anything off of Mercury and Venus. Mars, there wasn't enough because it was too close to the blast. But Earth has a lot of gold. So, Analu, volcanoes aren't blowing up anymore. They have these leftover nuclear weapons. He goes, let's try something. What the hell? What do we have to lose? We don't have any gold. We got to do something or we're going to die. Let's blow up the volcanoes with the nuclear bombs and see if they start spewing shit again. See if we can do this. Kind of logical. So he took the nuclear bombs and blew up every volcano on the planet and nothing happened. What happened is all those people got contaminated with radiation. So they said, hey, you made a really bad decision. Guess what? You're not the ruler anymore. You screwed up. We're going to make your brother the ruler. You, you're being annexed out of here. Well, before he got annexed out, he says, no, no, no. I'm going to go steal a spacecraft, and I'm going to make things good. That was his whole plan. So he took nine nuclear bombs with him and stole an aircraft and took off from Nibiru. And he says, I'm going to Earth because I know Earth has gold, or at least I think it has gold, but let's go see. It should have gold. So he comes to Earth. He finds gold. He goes, oh shit, and a lot of it. Yeah. Hey, bro, he's over there in Nibiru. Mm -hmm. Hey, man, we got gold over here on Earth. Really? Let me go send an expedition down there. Send his niece and his son. Those two, they came to Earth. Holy shit. Yeah, there's gold here. All right, how are we going to extract the gold? Okay, so what they did is they had 900 Nibiru, or 900 Naki. 300 of them went to Mars to set up a base on Mars. Because Mars is far enough away from Earth where it was a jumpy point to Nibiru. It's too hard to go from Earth to Nibiru. It's much easier going from Earth to Mars to Nibiru. So they sent 300 of them over there to build the pyramid and all that stuff and their landing strips and everything. So they had a, an access from Earth with the gold. So they're here on, and then 600 of them came to Earth because their population was totally depleted from the nuclear war. So they're here, they're here mining gold and they're like, man, this isn't working because there's only 600 of us and we're working our asses off. This isn't working. We got to do something. They bring in the geneticist, the niece. So they, that's when they start playing. Let's play with the, with the people. Let's see if we can make a hybrid slave. 
and lo and behold, they all came out as mules. That's what happened. You know, you, you have a donkey and you have a horse. They breed, you end up with a mule. Mule can't have babies, okay? Sex, sexual organs don't work, mm. okay? Uh, beefalo. You take a buffalo, you take a cow. They can breed, they'll make a baby, but their sexual organs don't work. Mm. Same thing happened with them. They couldn't get the sexual organs to work. Finally, they made seven Adams and seven Eves. Their name for Earth was called Eden. Okay? Interesting. All right. This is what the scrolls are telling you. And way predate the Bible. Okay? So they're, you're calling Earth Eden. Just Eden. general, in right. general. The Garden of Eden. It was a beautiful, flourishing planet. Oh, wow. Okay? Garden of Eden. Lo and behold, they're doing all this stuff. They're trying to get these two damn these new things that they want as slaves to breed. Doesn't work. Finally, they think they got it. So they make seven Adams and they make seven Eves. Okay? They said, okay, but we're only going to take one of each. And we're going to go stick them over here and see what happens. Mm. Adam and Eve. First two. Mm. Lo and behold, Cain and Abel. They made mm. Cain and Abel. Okay? Whoa, now let's release the other six of them. And let's start a whole new population. Oh. Yeah. Bam. So instead of just having Adam and Eve and Cain and Abel, like the Bible says, there was actually seven of them and seven of them. And that's where it goes back to the... Uh, all ties into a study that they did at the University of... Uh, of Utah. And they found out that every person in the world can be connected to seven people. Guess where the seven came from? Wow. Okay? Wow. Yeah. When you tie these pieces together. Wow. Okay? That's intriguing. Mm -hmm. So were these Adams and Eves? They start breeding. Were they different? They were all blackface. As black we know, face. as races? Oh, what? They were all blackface. Mmm. All black. They tried and tried and tried. They didn't want black. They wanted them to look like them. Which the Anunnaki looked a lot like the Arabs. They had beards. They were super tall because they were giants. Mmm. Right? They suppress the women. That's why the Arabs still suppress their women. Mm. Because women are evil. Mm. In their culture. Women are the deceiving ones. They're the ones that cause all the problems. They're now, does that go back to Eve? Is that, that all part of it or no? It goes back to Eve, too. Yeah, because they never trust women. There was yeah, only one woman. Did the Arabs woman. read the Bible? I'm so yeah. ignorant with that yeah, stuff. Yeah, the Quran, which is the same as the Bible. Do, do they have an Eve yeah. kind of oh. character in there? Oh yeah. oh, yeah, she's in there, too. Oh, Oh, they, they mimic so, each other. So is that po so so that's so it could possibly relate to Eve directly as to why women are right. quote evil unquote. Yeah, yeah. because they're the the conniving ones. They they do things against the, the men. Now does it okay? This is interesting. I I got two different questions to ask you. Okay, I'll I'll continue down this line. Mm -hmm. Okay, so in the Bible, it's talk about the talking snake. She eats the apple. Within the Anunnaki story, do they do they touch upon that at all? Do they mention like so? What was that? What was that aspect about? Okay. <clears throat> they okay. Wow, I have to do some research on that. Because like, was it was it? Did they say remember. it was a snake? Did they did they have that sort of mythology yeah. thing? They, they, or did, it, was it, that the that was, invented? No, that was suppression. So that was the story they made up for the humans to follow the Bible right. kind of thing. Yeah, because they, they made the Bible for one reason, and that was for suppression. That's the only reason. And, and it goes back to, uh, like, the seventh day is the rest day. That's what the Anunnaki do. They work six days a week. They take a day off. So they wanted, the, they wanted their people to have that day off so they could rest. They, that's why they put that in the Bible. Uh, the other stuff with Adam and Eve was strictly suppression stuff. Life lessons. 
That's all they wanted to do was life lessons. So a ring of... So something will ring true to us if there's even a tiny smidgen of truth wrapped up in it. And that's the way you get away with being able to concoct a big lie, but you, you put a little hidden little smidgen of truth so it still rings true to you. Right. So what it sounds like to me then is that they're putting pieces of what the true story is, but wrapping it up mm-hmm. in, in, a, in a story that is tailor-fit to oppress. Mm-hmm. Now, what I'm curious about is, so, okay, did they write the Jesus stuff? Or at that point, did mm-hmm. things just get out of hand with humans writing right. things and they're just, it went off that the rails? Goes back, that goes back to uh, the Jesus stuff was all post. That was after them. Okay. That's all after them. Okay. When they left, they left. Hey, you guys are messed up. We're getting out of here before you guys kill us. And so, okay, real, real quick. Now, did they, so, did they write, like, when you hear about the Dead Sea Scrolls, or the, like, the Gnostic scriptures, and, or, or, or like, the, um, oh, gosh, there, there are the books of Enoch, or, um, yeah. the, the book of Thomas, all of these little extra little things that we'll, we'll hear about periodically that maybe official religion, uh, official maybe Catholicism or who knows what, maybe they don't accept those books as real right. stuff, or maybe some of them do, others don't. Yeah. Um, were those, one, was mostly those and within the Old Testament the ones written by the Anunnaki? The Old Testament was first 16 books. N- now what about like Dead Sea Scrolls and stuff like that? Can you be, would you say that that's a part of it too, maybe? Uh, uh, that's a possibility. I wouldn't be surprised because it was just repeating history. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised that they, they did that, because they were. They, the Anunnaki were all about preserving, like, a heritage, uh, their lineage, their everything was all about preservation. And they wanted they wanted people to know this. They wanted, you know, that's why they made the scrolls, and they made the, the cylinders, and they made the tablets, and all that stuff. Because uh, they wanted people to know what was really going on. You know, the Bible, on the other hand, was just strictly suppression because they had they had a huge line. You're Anunnaki, you're privileged. If you're one of these hybrid things, you're a slave. There was no distinction between the two, except for one. Hmm. There was one hybrid that they actually took back to Nibiru. Only one. And that was uh, one of Anki's concubines. But that was it. So, now... But then they, they also changed our DNA at one point, too, because that's where they were having a lot of problems. They had to change the DNA, because they live forever, pretty much. They don't die. And then when they made the hybrids, that's why, uh, like, King Solomon and uh, Methuselah and Noah and all these guys, they lived to be eight 900 years old, because that was the average age at that time for the uh, hybrids. And they had to cut it down to 150 years. That's what what they said. Is they wanted to cut the age down because when you have somebody alive that long, it causes more dissension and more of an uprising against them. Mm. Because everybody was a slave. You know, they they worked the people to death. I see, because you know what's interesting in society is usually, I think part of the reason why we see a lot of grumpy old people is because... They've finally woken up, some of them have woken up out of that matrix and realized, oh my God, I wasted all these years mm-hmm. on playing this game that I didn't realize I was sort of a slave to until now that I'm retired. But now that I'm retired, I don't have the vim and the vigor and the yeah. go get them attitude that I did way back then. Yeah. And now it's like, okay, so, okay, so, and, and then by then it's like, what are you going to do? Okay. Like, let's say all this truth gets released about the, G- the JFK documents and all this stuff. Okay, now, are any of those people even still alive by the time those are released? And then second of all, yeah. if they are alive, what are they? What can they really do about it? What are what are they going to do? A lot of them probably don't even know about the technology, how to use the internet or yeah. email. That's a whole side note. But one thing I wanted to ask was, did the Anunnaki continue to have sex with the, with the humans? In other words, are there... Have we seen, or have you seen, examples of uh, Anunnaki human hybrids out there in the world where you go, 
oh my gosh, that's those are Anunnaki traits in that, that person. That, that's a very tall person I see right there, you know, or their head is elongated or something. Well, uh, well, the last one was uh, uh, Ognaton, King Ognaton. He was the last of the Anunnaki pharaohs. All the ones before that were all Anunnaki. He was the last one, and then uh, then uh, King Tud. That's his. That's the grandson. Look at their bones. You know, they look at the X-rays of uh, Agnaton's bones. That was an Anunnaki. Yeah, he was elongated. He had a long head. He I was looking at that the, the 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 skulls of the Anunnaki, and a lot of times, like when you see the Egyptian, you know, they're wearing these tall hats. Yeah. It's because their skull was so huge, right? It was, yeah. And so, one of the other things that they were saying is that they said, "Look at the look at those hats that popes are wearing. Look at the, a lot of those hats that you'll yeah. see a lot of these official royal people wearing these tall hats. Is it? Do they have elongated skulls that no one sees? You know, are that's, some that's of them actually Anunnaki? That yeah, because they did. They had the uh, elongated skulls. You know, like I said, they were. The men were nine feet tall, and the women were about seven and a half feet. They were huge. They all had beards. That was one of the things. It's, you still see that in Arab countries, the suppression of the women. The women couldn't go outside. That was one of the rules. Yeah. Did you see... Okay, so... A lot of stuff was carried over. Now, did you did you say that they're, they're, like they went back, or are some of them still sort of in power they're of what's gone. going on now? They're, they're go- gone. They're gone. Gone. When they left, None there, of them there was are... an uprising. What happened was, this is really stupid. Okay, goes back to Cain and Abel. Okay, when uh, Adam and Eve made Cain and Cain and Abel, and there was the big fight, and uh, Cain killed Abel. Right, that uh, they exiled Cain mm. and said, "No, you're bad. You're gone. Send him to the Americas. That's where Cain went." Mm. So that's why you have the Incas and the Mayans and the Aztecs and Machu Picchu and everything else. Was That was Cain's ruling area. Interesting. Yeah. So he went there. Then what happened was he had a grandson who decided that he was power hungry. So he went back to Mesopotamia, right? And he was a real dickhead. He went there and he caused a nuclear war. Okay. In Mesopotamia? In Mesopotamia. And there's artifacts that show this. I saw a TV program on it yesterday where they were talking about the, uh, the molten glass found in the Sahara Desert. Okay? Uh, the molten glass that they find when the dinosaurs were extinct. Okay? It all goes back to nuclear war. Okay? Because the Anunnaki talked about that too because they were around. At that time, they said, yeah, it was nuclear war that caused the extinction of the dinosaurs. It wasn't what you said, a stupid comet or an asteroid. No, we did it. We screwed it up. Because wherever you find the dinosaur bones, you find the remnants of nuclear war. You know, and Sahara Desert, that's how they found glass. That's how they discovered glass. It was because it's the remnants of nuclear war. You, you melt that sand, you have that much heat in that sand, you make glass. Mmm... And, uh, so, what was my story again? I lost it. The, uh, oh, you were saying Cain sort of oh, became, yeah, Cain, like... Right, his grandson gets in a fight, right? And he takes two of the stupid nuclear bombs that, that, is, that his uh, great-grandfather brought here and, and set them off. From, Nibri- from Nibiru. Yeah. Mm. So he blew up two of them. Right here. So the technology, as a side note, I need to ask this. So the technology that we have concerning knowing about nuclear bombs, because they say that Oppenheimer was the guy who came across that. Yeah. Do you think he was given... Okay, I'm thinking of two things. Did Was he given that information about what the Anunnaki knew, or, and or, I guess... Was it part of that conscious, you know, that that general consciousness that you were talking about before with the room earlier, when with with the pagans and everyone kind of goes into that kind of like? I think he was given it. Okay. Knowing the stuff that was happening with Hitler and everything else at that time, there was Hitler was a trip. 
when you really get into the story, you know, the stuff that they were doing with the uh, with that dome thing and the space travel and and all that other crap and people leaving dimensions and everything else that the Germans were doing. Really? Oh yeah. What? When? How? What's that? Uh, they had this. I forgot where in the hell it was. But they was they were testing all kinds of weird shit like uh, alien spacecrafts. Uh, the uh, who uh, who was the Nazis? Oh, oh the Nazis! They were so far ahead. They oh my god, the stuff that they were doing back then. Yeah, that uh, uh, invisibility cloaks, uh, things like that. Hitler was big into the uh, the Bible codes. You know, wow! And, what uh, I didn't that, knew that. that he he had uh, he had every code breaker there was in the world, working on trying to find the Bible codes. Whoa! You know, and they didn't have the technology at the time to find it, because they didn't have computers at the time. It took a while for them to find it. You know, Sir Isaac Newton. He's the one that, uh, you know, we think of him as the the father of uh, relativity or not relativity, uh, gravity and whatever else. No. His whole lifelong dream was to go in there and figure out the Bible codes because the Bible says there's an, there's two more books of the Bible encoded in the Bible. And he goes, wow, let me find it. And that's where Hitler came in. Hitler says, man, if Sir Isaac Newton's trying to find this book, let me find it. Now who... So Sir Isaac Newton heard from who that there the are Bible. two more... If you, there, the if Bible you read, told him that there are the, two more books in there? If you read the Bible, I forgot what the scripture was. But it tells you that this is only one version of the Bible. There's two more versions within the words of the text. It, and it tells you the clues. It tells you the clues. Do not put any spaces between the letters. Have all the letters consecutively and only the original books of the Bible. So that's what Sir Isaac Newton did. He took only the Old the, Testament is what you're saying. All first sixteen books. Okay, first sixteen books of the Bible. He put it all together in ancient Hebrew, with no spaces, and tried to find a code. Now, did that have to do with the numerology? Because I hear that each yeah. of those uh, it did. symbols in Hebrew equals a number. Right. Yeah. So and, he was and able a sequence to it. Because I remember there was a book out there called the Bible Code, mm -hmm. where that showed. Where some guy was talking about how he could see... Brosnan. Uh, just like one of those word searches. Yes. You know, he'd be like, JFK gets assassinated. Like, there's certain yeah. things in there that were written in there. But the oh, yeah. weird thing was, was that I he couldn't decipher it. He couldn't it. decipher it until after it already happened. It was a weird thing where it was like, right. he saw it in there after it already happened. And he goes, oh, it's in here. Yeah. You know, so like, the key now is, how do you... How do you do the code... Before an event happens. happens, right? Even you have to have because you don't know what to look for. Knowledge, right? And that's, that's the, the crazy that's thing. The, that's the crazy thing. That's the weird. And, and the thing that he did was the, that guy Brosnan was his name. Was the guy who wrote the book? He was a uh, uh, writer for the New York Times. That uh, when he stumbled across it, because it, it was a uh, he was a mathematician named Rips, was his name over in uh, in uh, Israel. And when he looked at it, he goes, huh, let me see if I can figure it out. I'm a mathematician. So he, uh, he figured it out because he, he put the ancient Hebrew text of the Bible, it's 316,000, I forgot how many letters, all just like what the Bible said. And then he started asking it questions through the computer, through, through codes. And the first question he ever asked it was, uh, when am I going to die? And when he asked that question, it came out and it gave him the whole lineage of his family. Birth dates and death dates of everybody in his family. He's like, whoa, what the hell is this? So he went to his neighbor. He says, hey man, when were you born? Let me go in there and throw this in there and see what it says. Came out with his whole lineage. Whoa, I got something here. Now let's ask him some more questions. And he just kept going with this thing and then being a mathematician, what is the probability of this happening? So what he did is he said, okay, now this might be coincidence. Let's rule out coincidence. So what we're going to do is I'm going to do the same damn thing, but this time I'm going to do it of, uh, what was it? Uh, uh, one of the, it was two big literary books. 
the of mice and men or whatever the hell that one was. Mm. And the other one was Moby Dick. So he did the same damn thing. He did just like the Bible codes, put it all in the computer the same way in ancient Hebrew with the whatever letters, started asking it questions, and it came out with nothing. It was like, no, this is bullshit. <laughs> and then when he did it, he goes, whoa, you know, the chances of doing this are, you know, coming up with this answer with the probability is one in a million, or one in 16 million, or one in 10 million that this would come out like this. And he's just like, I got something here. So what he did was he took all the information and gave it to the U.S. government. So you guys see what I have here. Okay, you guys are the brains here. You figure it out. They came back and they said, we can't discredit this. Whatever you found is real. That's when the problem started. Because now the government says, ooh, we got something here. And him being Israeli, right, he decided to look up stuff. And this was the New York Times guy. Because he had the program. Because the Rips guy gave it to him. He says, here, take it back to New York. Go play with it. See what you come up with. So he goes there. At this time, it was, uh, you know, who was the, the, the prime minister? Can't remember. Uh, but anyway, he looks it up, looks up the prime minister, and says, to be assassinated this date, six months before he's going to die. Oh, so it, whoa, so it let him know. It let him know. So what he did was he said, hey, you, you're going to die on this day in six months. I don't want you to die. Go there and, you know, take this information. They're like, yeah, bullshit. Well, guess who got, who was assassinated on that day? Then everybody started believing it. And that's where Yasser Arafat came in. Because he got the information. And he's like, I'm going to stay alive. He lived his whole life on the Bible codes. Yasser Arafat did. So did Bill Clinton. Because that was the, the time that all this stuff was coming down. Bill Clinton ran the whole damn White House by the Bible codes. And that's where Hillary really messed up. Okay? Because there's a big problem. You have President Clinton, and you have President Clinton. Okay? In the Bible codes. Which President Clinton? You have one running, you have one that was already incumbent. They had the two confused. Hillary thought she was going to win. I looked at the Bible codes. Who's going to win the election? This is about 2015. It says Donald Trump. I'm like, really? He's not even running at this time. You saw that in the Bible code? Yeah. I, I saw it way ahead of time. And I went, hmm. Then so, as time goes on, get lo and behold, guess who won? So how can, okay, so how do we utilize this to you can do it with all kinds make of the shit. predictions yeah. of like specific st okay so for instance with any of the screenplays you're working on hmm. or any of the inventions you have ideas for or, or Arizona yeah. the idea of wanting to move to Arizona could I, you I put those into the bible code I know when I'm going to die I'm going to be 87 years old die on March 21st so can you put that other information there and have it confirm it for you? You can, yeah. It's going to tell you the truth. It's also going to change, though. That's the funny thing. It's not consistent. That's the bizarre thing. So you can stop it from happening you if you already know it. You can ask it one day, and then history happens. Okay? You ask it one so day, it takes an history happens, and then history gets changed, and the Bible codes will change the new history. It's almost spooky what happens with it. Interesting. It, it, it all, it, it's almost alive. And this is only the second Bible. This is only the second one. There's one more after this. Another Bible code? There's another Bible. Oh, yeah. another Bible. Another Bible. From Where is that hiding? Inside the Bible. <laughs> you got to find it. So, the okay... Which I love that aspect. And I, uh, uh -huh. Now, one thing I got to know is that I've heard that throughout years, centuries, the, the Bible has been changed to suit the needs of 
the kings who were in order at that time, and yeah. you know another suppression, you know oppression kind of thing. Even that, even all of that, could not stop the Bible code from working. Mm. No, because it all goes back to ancient Hebrew, the original sixteen books in the in the original language. Not, not the King James Version, not any of that other stuff. Before original, any of it got altered? Right. All of the I didn't know you could text. even get a pure version of the oh, yeah. original, original, yeah. original. You can get the pure, original, uh, ancient Hebrew Bible. First 16 books. The rest of it's garbage. Don't even go by it. It's all written by man. They are finding some weird stuff happening in the Bible, though. Because uh, some of the Bible codes are ending up in the... Uh, the later, uh, later uh, chapters of the, the Old Testament. Now, speaking of the Mandela effect, did you hear about this one? Mm. It has to do with the Bible. Okay. <laughs> this is nuts. Do you remember a phrase, something saying, it, it had to do with Jesus, I think, and it said, uh, it said lie, something about lying with the lambs. You know, you lie with the lambs. Well, now apparently the quote says something about lying with the wolves. Um, oh. So they changed something in the Bible. Well, the Mandela effect. Yeah. Parallel version. Uh, okay, so let's see. Yeah. I'm gonna get my phone and show you the picture of uh, of the Stargate. That's what I was trying to the name. The Stargate on Mars. Stargate, that's the word. That's the word. Yeah, the Stargate on Mars. When you look at this thing, it's going to blow you away. Oh, I can't wait. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to read for you this um, Mandela Effect thing here. Uh, so I'm looking up the up this little thing here. Yeah, you would love Gary. Next time Gary's down So it says here, Isaiah 11.16, King James Version, the wolf also shall dwell with the lamb, <clears throat> and the leopard shall lie down with the kid, and the calf and the young lion and the fatling together, and a little child shall lead them. It says here, the passage above is one of the most well-known and most quoted verses in the Bible, yet some claim that this is correct. It is not. This verse should read, the lion shall lie down with the lamb. Okay. So basically, somehow in the Bible, it's been changed to, the wolf also shall dwell with the lamb. Where it should be, the lion, lion. shall do lie down with the lamb. Do you, do you, do you remember it being yeah. the second one? The lion yeah. shall lie down with the lamb? Yeah, Me yeah, too. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Apparently it's now, the, the Mandela effect says the wolf shall, uh, shall dwell with the lamb. Like, uh, this, this Mandela effect, it's like, let's see. There must be some new discoveries. You know what's so interesting? I remember... As a kid, I remember as a kid, seeing movies as a kid, later on, seeing that same movie, and remember it being different yeah. than when I was a kid. Yes. That happened to you yes. too. Oh, yeah. So that, maybe that even the Mandela Effect was going on back then and we didn't even realize it, in little increments maybe. Little increments, yeah. And then now it's getting to be sort of that Fibonacci sequence where it's gained so much momentum, maybe it's like really stretching off into another... Well, okay, you figure the, the two stargates that we knew about, okay? There was one in Egypt, and the other one was in uh, Iraq that we know of, okay? Were there people going back and forth, changing things? You know, Ooh. okay, uh, we didn't know about, uh, you know, as people, us now, we didn't know about the one in Iraq until the... Uh, Iraq's an Iraqi stargate? Yeah. E everything was in... Okay. When uh, 
the main reason why we we had Desert Storm, the first war in Iraq with uh, Papa Bush in 1991, was to go there and raid the museum of Saddam Hussein. It wasn't because of I, Kuwait or anything else. It was to raid his personal museum. And that's where they, they got all this information. He had a Stargate that they unearthed back in the Anunnaki days. He had it inside his uh, in his museum. He also had a whole bunch of those those uh, cylinders that had all the information how to build CERN. All the blueprints for CERN were inside his is uh, Saddam Hussein? Saddam Hussein. Iraq, that's where everything started. He had all this stuff. So the first Iraqi war, when they went in there, the first place they went, they didn't go after anybody. They went straight to the museum and took everything out of the museum. That was the U.S. government who did that. Mm. Okay. We knew about one that was in, according to the Anunnaki, you know, there was two. Or... Two on that side of the world. There were two on the western side of the world, too. Okay, so there's no doubt they'll probably find one sooner or later, probably, you know, in south of Mexico City. How big are the Stargates? Bigger than this room? I'll show you a picture of one. Stargate. I'll show you the one on Mars. Yes, please. Okay. And you tell me what you think. Because when Gary sent me this, I was like, what the... And he goes, yeah, Mike. He goes, I've had this picture for over a year and a half now. I see something here that happened a year ago. I see. I put a Stargate Mars. Let's see. If... Okay, let me find Gary's thing here. Yeah, please. Dear Gary, Gary, where'd you go, Gary? Welcome back to my division. Today we will talk about discovering So do, oh yeah, that might be it. Those ancient civilizations on Earth, judging by the straight lines forming the architecture and the circular pattern on the left wall, looking like an old Chinese dynasty gone, it appears to be artificial in nature rather than okay, a natural not, phenomenon. That's not the same thing right it looks like some sort of house with a devastating roof. Considering the slightly bent platform oh entering the left wall to the left or even Gear. the entrance to a tunnel system, others speculate that the sphere-shaped pattern is actually a stargate due to its proportions and circular, artificially-looking shape. Whatever the case, the shape of the structure is very linear, and it's unlikely to think that it occurred as a result of a geological circumstance, rather a natural event of such sort helped to uncover the mysterious relic. Zooming out offers a new perspective over things, as the site appears to be buried underneath the dune-shaped peak of a Martian mountain. It adds up different proportions to the matter, making the structure look bigger and wider, possibly extending to the right side of the mountain. Is this the evidence we were waiting for to become certain that an antique civilization existed and thrived on Mars when the planet sustained life in its distant past? Fifteen thousand years ago, it was like. There it is. That's the picture. Even though NASA released this high-quality image of the Martian soil, they still cover up essential information concerning many aspects. Discoveries like this help us understand why they want to colonize the red planet in the near future. Yeah. They contribute to the assumption that NASA has already unveiled history-changing mysteries on the surface of Mars and are now eager to be the first to exploit and possess what ancient technologies they supposedly uncovered. We consider that the space agencies will never reveal essential information on purpose. That's why the key role for finding and divulging the secrets is left to the open-minded people. Thank you for watching. Don't forget to put a like and subscribe to my channel. Yeah, but that was the, the picture of the Stargate thing that Gary had. And then here's... This is the only picture... This. This is part of the landing gear, but there were three of these. Whoa! With the cylinder. And Interesting. They, and they took what? they took it down off the internet after about three hours. They wouldn't show it. Anymore. So he was able to he he snapped this really fast. He got that really quick. No, this no, this is a different one. There's another one where there's two of these things, two of them. They're landing gear, 
and a cylinder, okay, a cylinder-looking ship with the landing gear, and it was crashed, and it was broken in half that they found on Mars. And this is one of them. This is one of the, the, uh, the spindles. There were three spindles for the three points. Like, is there a way that you can uh, uh, text that to me? I probably could. Yeah. Well, but but the other that. one was even better. It was just, it was crazy. And when I told Gary, and we went back, and uh, the person who posted it said that the government took down, the, took down their website. <gasps> no. Yeah. And I told Gary that. He goes, yeah, that doesn't surprise me. He goes, yeah. Okay, let me see if I can get that over. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it's nuts because I don't see anything up here. No, there's huge suppression going on right now. You saw the other thing. How did Gary send that to me? What I told him is, I can't find the shot. Damn, the picture I saw were uh, just like this one, but there were two spindles on this reddish broken cylinder behind it. You know, and that's what I saw. And then what, the, what Gary told me is, hey, there's a lot of researchers right now who are saying that Russia, China, SpaceX, and the United States are in a space race to steal all the Anunnaki uh, remnants, the technology that they left back on Mars. Because you know, they are, they're finding shit left and right up there right now. Yeah, because there was. There was a city there. The damn thing was there for, what I estimate, close to 100,000 years. There was a city. What's so funny how, like, Ray Bradbury, way back during the Martian Chronicles, he talked about the canals on Mars. And what are they finding now? I mean, it was like... Yeah. That's what's so interesting about science fiction. It ends up, no matter what, ends up becoming science reality. It does. You know, it becomes a real thing. Yeah, it's like uh, Star Trek, you know. Yeah. You know, the only thing that we can't do is have the transporter thing yet. Man. But they're close on that. Which is crazy, because if they're 30 years in the future from us... Yeah. You know, I, I mean, the technology we're being revealed, that's being revealed to us now, we're like, whoa, my mind is exploding. Now, imagine 30 years ahead. Oh, yeah. You know, and how quickly things progress, even just within the past, within the past year, how fast things progress. Yeah. Because now you can already take... See, all the amount of time, let's say that that went into just creating this cell phone or that remote control or your shoe, all the years that went into trying to figure out how to make shoelace, all the years that went into yeah. people trying to figure out how to make those little holes in there for the shoelaces, all the years that went into making the glue that puts the thing onto the shoe, you know, and then you yeah. and then now when it's already created. You see it all as one thing. You no longer now have to reinvent all those things. You go, right. okay, this is already invented. Now let's build upon that. Yeah. And then now someone who's already seeing that is thinking about something else because then they're thinking back of their brain, okay, how do I now add technology you know, to this thing? And now that yeah. becomes one thing. you know, And it's like it becomes sort of a Fibonacci sequence of, of learning and expansion. I mean, it becomes, it's like, so within 30 years, it's not just double it. it it's oh. like, you know, Quadrupling it and then quad quadrupling it and then yeah. it just goes and goes. Yeah. Oh, it's crazy. I had talked with John about that the other day. I said, you know, some with Yovel, he's uh, the maintenance guy over there. He's like seventy-four years old, little Croatian guy. I said, you know something? All three of us right now in this room have seen more technological advances than any other person in the history of the earth. Right now, the three of us. They're like, bullshit. And I said, no, think about it truthfully. Okay? The shit that we've seen in the last 30 years compared to what people saw before that, yeah, they would shake their head. You know, and I brought up, there was a TV, made for TV movie with Reba McIntyre back probably 20 years ago where she was in a coma for 26 years. Okay? It was a true story. Lady was in a coma for 26 years. Her family wouldn't give up on her. And lo and behold, 26 years later, she ends up coming to life. Oh, my God. Right? Forever probably, love? That's probably it. It was a made-for-TV movie. It was great. You know, and 
you know, in a coma for 26 years. Yeah, and then she comes out, and all the things that she, you know, from tw- 26 years earlier to, you know, people on a cell phone. She goes, is this woman still alive? I don't know. It was a great story, though. Oh, this is man. crazy. Yeah. So 26 years, when we think about 20, when we dial back 26 years, that's long before I moved out here to California. Yeah. I've seen a lot. I mean, that's crazy. See where we're going to go in two years, okay? In two years, we're going to have Uber cars flying around this place, okay? Yeah, the leap within the two years of technology is basically the equivalent of the past 26 years, years. right? Exactly. So each, each year or each yeah. month, I mean... You know, because they're already testing the, uh, the human drones out there. They're going to carry people around, okay? Uh, I don't see cops in the near future. I see drones. You know, I definitely see that happening. You know, why are you going to go to the risk of human life? You go there, you put a gun on a damn drone. Poof. All right, kill. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I see a lot of this stuff happening. I, I told Johnny Yovel that. I said, look where we're going. You know, I, I remember my grandfather, before he passed away, computers. He was so dumbfounded by a damn computer. How in the hell, you know, you know, because he died in, what, 94. So he, he just saw the first of the, you know, Windows 95 wasn't even out yet. It was Windows 3.1 that was out. And he saw the first computer, and he's just like, oh, my God. You know, I was around for, like, the Model A Ford, and now we have this? Yeah. Okay. Ooh. Where are we going? Yeah. Imagine what we're going to see in the next 40, 50 years. Crazy. I mean, <laughs> there's and no look telling. At, look at the, what gets me, computer processor. You ever look at how a computer processor's made? Uh-uh. Basically, what it is is a piece of clay. Okay? God's honest truth. A piece of clay. It's a piece of clay that they stick in a uh, photo enlarger. Okay? Just like making a picture. And they go poof, and they hit it with light, and it miraculously puts 400, no, about four, the most, okay, the, the, the best computer processors right now have about 44 million circuits in a thing about an inch tall. And it's made of clay? And it's made out of clay. <laughs> what? Okay. Did we invent that? You know what's so interesting? When I was a little kid, I would get so dumbfounded about the idea. I'd look around at things. Okay, there's a lamp. And i go, okay, this came from the earth. That came from the earth. That came from the earth. This came from the earth. This came from the earth. And when we really dive back and we go, all of this stuff came from the earth. Mm-hmm. And it was such a tricky thing for me to wrap my brain around that of like, so, so for instance, you think of a truck or a tractor. That came from the earth. So that was sculpted from the earth with a series of events and a series of inventions to then create this machine that would then dig back up the very thing that made that thing what it is. Right. Like, wow. It's nuts. Thinking about this, like you're saying, clay and all the circuitry and all that stuff. Yeah. It all came from the earth and it's all working together. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. And then who in the hell would go in there and figure out how to make 44 million circuits on a little one inch by one inch little piece of clay? I'm sorry. I don't think humans are that smart. So is it the nutrients that are in the clay? Is it the... No, it's just the, the process itself. They, Whoever discovered that clay is a fantastic conductor and you can put circuits on it. And they do it just like a damn uh, photo process. With the enlarger like you see on the TV. Boom, 44 million circuits. Boom, okay, next one. And then how in the hell does it all work? <laughs> yeah. Whoa. Someone figured out a language. You know, that's yeah. what's so interesting is that... Okay, so this comes from the earth. Your Himalayan salt uh, lamp comes from the earth. Yeah. The crystals, uh, quartz, comes from the earth. 
all this stuff comes from the earth, and just like what you were saying with that, the uh, that quartz, you feel a communication with it. You feel yeah. it, it's a direct, it's a direct communication with the natural unfolding of the universe. Mm -hmm. This has its own consciousness. This has its yeah. own consciousness. I mean, it's it, it's crazy when we think about that, right? Yeah. I mean, this stuff has its own consciousness. That quartz crystal has its own consciousness. Um, and any of the stuff that I read about, like, you know, or, well, let's say with the Dolores Cannon stuff, or even the Bashar, the channeled stuff, mm -hmm. they talk about how those crystals, those pyramids, so Atlantis, you know, Atlantis, there are so many commonalities of people who have gone to these past life regressions who have never met each other mm -hmm. from different parts of the world at different years and different, you know, that she's put under hypnosis and all of a sudden all of this information is matching up with Atlantis. Yeah. And they're all saying, oh yeah, they all migrated over to Egypt. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and and they're all saying that they built the pyramids with their minds. They had crystals there that conducted. The crystals were an amplifier. Yes. And, it, and they all put their minds into it and lifted things yeah. and carved things. And it was all with their brains. Mm -hmm. And and the pyramid was not something to house. It wasn't just made as a tomb. It was a freaking amplifier. These things were made as amplifiers for these 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 people. Just like it was communication. The the pyramid was according to Anunnaki. This is what they they said, and how they built it. They said they made it out of limestone, but the outsides of it were mirror finished, so it could reflect into space. And then uh, the because it's so much different than the other pyramids, that what they did is they put the crystals in the bottom and it would illuminate through the top because the top of it was made out of gold. Hmm. And it would illuminate through the top and it, it would send a beacon all the way to Mars. And then the one on Mars would send a beacon all the way to Earth so they could go there and see each other. So they, they had a direct path to go there and fly. And that's what they talked about. And uh, how the crystals would illuminate through whatever. And, and we have the technology today. They can do this today with crystals. And they had it back then. And that's what they did. And then the funny thing is, remember, I don't know if you remember him. Downtown LA, you probably weren't here yet. There was a building over where the Staples Center is, right behind there. It was called the Jesus Saves Building. Mm. And it had a big sign, Jesus Saves, right? And there was a guy, his name is Dr. Gene Scott. He was a televangelist, but a kook. The guy mm. was nuts, right? Because he, he, he's big old fat dude. He'd just sit in his chair and he'd broadcast whatever was on his mind, right? I loved watching him. One day I'm watching him. He goes, "Damn it, you know something? You people, blah blah blah." He was like just ragging on people. He goes, "You know something? You got to learn about something really important on this earth. It's called the Great Pyramid of Giza." He goes, "I got this book." Anybody, anybody, I don't care who you are, I'm giving you this book for free. All you have to do is send me a letter with a, your address, and I'll give you this damn book. Because this is going to tell you the secrets of the universe. Right? Listen, guy, Jesus guy, right? I signed my paper, I sent in the mail, lo and behold, about three weeks later, here comes this book. And it tells everything about this damn pyramid that we didn't know. This thing was amazing. Talked about the crystal thing in the crystal room and the damage to the pyramid. Right? Anunnaki talked about the damage of the pyramid. So what's so beautiful is that you had read that book long before you came across this knowledge that you know about exactly. the Anunnaki's. So what, that's what just a beautiful did. thing. The fact that that matched to that knowledge matched yeah. up. Yeah. At one point... What happened was there was a fight between the two brothers. They got in a big fight, and one of them went there and hid inside of the pyramid, and he locked himself in the pyramid, and they had to destroy part of the pyramid to get him out. And they, it's in the book. That this one whole wing of the pyramid is not the right how it was. They had to go there and fix the pyramid, and they couldn't get it right. And so they just left the damage alone in one of the corridors, and that's where he housed himself, and there's a secret room behind there, and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, my God. Okay. And that was in the book that you got from the guy? Yeah. 
And then when I read the Anunnaki story, it tells you it was the, the story. It tells you the story how it happened, not just the damage, because it tells you this part of the. They, we don't know why it was damaged. To, this is why it was damaged. Yeah. And you're just like, oh my god, like the Noah story. When you get, I did when I read the scroll part. The first thing I did when I read the the whole thing about Noah, and how it all happened, and then I read what the was in the Bible. And I'm like. Bible sucks. 